welcome to another episode of This Catholic Life. Conversations about life's ups and downs, big and small, how we deal with every situation imaginable, whatever life throws at us, but still manage to be sensible, practical and joyful. Today's show is Dealing with Trolls, an honest conversation about dealing with internet anger, criticism, trolls, all without losing our patience, our time and our focus on Christ. I'm your host, Peter Holmes, and today I'm joined by Renee Kohler-Ryan, my co-host, Professor in Philosophy at the University of Notre Dame and Dean of Philosophy and Theology. Welcome, Renee. Thanks, Peter. Good to see you. And you and our special guest today, all the way from across the ocean. I won't say which one this time because I got in trouble last time for saying the wrong <laughs> one, going the wrong way around the world. But, uh, Sipka and Damien Fisher, hello and welcome again. To this Hi. Hi, thanks for having us on. I will say you won't don't need any introduction because you're a writer for the Catholic Weekly and anybody who's been on the internet lately has seen one or both of your names dealing with quite serious issues and some frivolous issues in the Catholic <laughs> world. So today's topic is dealing with trolls. Now, uh, firstly, we should define what we mean by trolls. Um, perhaps I'll throw to our guests for starters. What do we mean by trolls when we're talking about the internet? You want to take that, Damien? Uh, I, I don't know. You know it when you see it, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, I mean, an, a, an internet troll is somebody who is not not only somebody who's disagreeing with you, and not even necessarily somebody who's angry with you, but somebody who is there purely to upset people and to make and to make strife and conflict and to make there be less clarity and less understanding between people. <laughs> right. That's that that's their main purpose and that's what they're going for when they So comment. some of them they don't need to be angry or nasty. Some of them can be quite destructive just by um throwing insidious, quite sane sounding questions in to deliberately ah, inflame others. The the famous I'm just asking questions. That's right. <laughs> question. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We've yeah. been getting we've been getting a lot of those lately, especially it's a kind of like St. Paul when he um when he says uh, I'm only here because of my belief in the resurrection and the Sadducees and the Pharisees have start a fight between each other because he's picked the one <laughs> issue they disagree on. It's kind oh. of troll. <laughs> the troll original the troll. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so his cause was just is that what you're saying <laughs> because sure, one of the things sure. that, um, we should get out some people troll it seems just for the sake of trolling like there seems mm -hmm. to be people who get pleasure out of causing division or causing strife um, but others seem to have a particular goal in mind um, there seems to be a kind of a, a targeting uh, like trolling has almost become a weapon or a method if you like to disrupt certain things or, or to upset people I'm, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm wondering about the nasty attacks that have happened. We, we have some mutual friends who periodically are removed from Facebook, for example, because of people targeting lots <laughs> and lots of complaints and things at them. Yeah. That's not, that's yeah. not an active trolling. It seems to be a behind-the-scenes thing, but it, it's definitely an attack to try and undermine a particular message. Yes. Is this? Uh, have we gone past the point that people are just doing it to enjoy it? Um, to the point where it's become a more concentrated weapon, or is it is it still just there's a, there's a lot of people out there being um, nasty? I think a lot of these methods that you're talking about, sort of the the targeted harassment, uh, it may have sprung up organically, but it's certainly being weaponized now. Yeah, and it's certainly connected to a lot of um, ugly movements. I've been reporting on here in New Hampshire. We have a gentleman who uh, is known as the crying Nazi, uh, Christopher Cantwell. And uh, he's actually 
facing federal charges for uh, making cyber threats against uh, another group of white supremacists. Uh, but all of the methods that you're talking about, the targeted harassment, uh, uh, meme bombing, uh, they would, uh, they all have their own podcasts, <laughs> not commenting, but, and then but they would like, they would spam each other's podcasts and try and disrupt that. So it's, it's, um, you know, you, you hate to see something like that to those poor fellows, but uh, uh, it's, it, it's, yeah, it, these, these methods, um, I think they sprang up uh, among internet users and it's, it's broadened out as uh, more and more weird uh, organizations and, and affiliations are, are taking root now. So some of the things though, seem to, they definitely do seem to come from a particular grassroots sort of um, reaction. So for example, when we raise a very difficult or, or hurtful topic, it doesn't seem to matter you know, whether we're telling the truth or whether we're telling a lie, if, if a particular topic comes up on the internet, upsets people, you tend to get a reaction. Now, that reaction may be organized in some ways, but uh, let's let's go into some specific examples. Um, a long time ago, um, it seems now, only last year, um, Sibka, we talked about the reactions to your book on NFP, and there seemed to be some yeah. people who reacted because they took it as a personal insult or they took it as a personal affront to their marriage. That's the kind of thing yeah. I'm talking about. You know, it's people who've just, it's touched a raw nerve, they react to that. But when you, for example, do some stories, you've done some stories which have provoked some quite uh, extreme reactions um, since then. So uh, some of those stories were the, the stories about sexual abuse scandals in, in various places. The rea- would you say the reaction is different to those kinds of stories or the the kind of reaction you get? Well, I mean, I think a lot of it is like what Damien talked about, that it was just sort of an organic thing, that people were just having an emotional reaction. They were being challenged to think about their faith in a way that they weren't accustomed to thinking about it. And they, and they got angry and they got defensive in response and they got, and they got pers- they felt that it was personal. So they responded, responded in a personal way, but there was also a certain amount of, um, very much or, um, organized, um, behind the scenes response to it. There was, I forget how many people ended up actually writing articles about it in response and accusing me and some other writers of this. This is the crazy thing because they were, they were clearly organizing with themselves to come up with this response. And they accused me and some other writers of organizing among ourselves and coming up with an organized attack <laughs> on Catholic institutions, which in fact, like, guys, we don't actually all know each other. Like this isn't, <laughs> there's not a secret cabal. I mean, as it turns out, we, were, we all happen to be Jewish. We all happen to be Catholics of Jewish origin. Huh. And for some reason, they put those, they connected those dots in their heads and decided that we were, uh, unfortunately, there's conspiracy. a lot of that kind of thing. Yes, a massive conspiracy. I mean, would that I were actually that organized, you know? I don't, <laughs> yeah, even, I, I don't I even know say, where my shoes are. I'm not I'm even, feeling, I'm really, I'm really, really left out here. Really, really left out here. Is it because I don't have the right blood or something? I mean, I do teach Hebrew. That, does that uh, get me into too, No, it's sorry. It's too late for you. You have, to, you have to start way, way further back. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell them, don't tell them about a, a breast. No, stop. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> <laughs> there, that that seems to be uh, unfortunately a pretty common strain among these trolls, especially within traditional Catholicism. Um, yeah, uh, Jewishness is a as a it sets them off. Oh. Right, it's a it, it, right as if you have 
and you know, and I don't make a secret. I'm not ashamed of my Jewish heritage. No. I'm not I'm like, why would I be? be proud I think of it's kind of cool. It. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I I didn't earn it or anything, but I just, <laughs> you know, I like I like it. It's nice. I like it, but um, you know, <laughs> so. And, and people are perpetually like finding out and discovering that I'm actually Jewish. And I'm like, yeah, gee, have you seen my name? <laughs> it's really not, this is not some amazing sleuthing these people are doing, but oh my gosh, there were these guys who had this, um, this, this, this is somewhere in between the, 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 the organic trolls and the, you know, vast conspiracy of, of trying to take people down. There's this stupid game that people play sometimes where uh, if you say something on Twitter and a bunch of people will respond with a single letter, and if they can coordinate themselves right, right, it turn it, it comes out in the right order and it spells out Murano. And this is supposed to be a, an, an accusation against me that I'm secretly. I, I don't even know exactly. <laughs> it's, 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 it's definitely, it's definitely something. It's, it's a, I mean, it's I know what a Murano is. Right, it's it's yeah. from the Spanish Inquisition. Uh, it's when they, oh, I was it's when say, they, they pretended they haven't just moron or something. No, no. Well, <laughs> maybe they are without knowing it, but the, <laughs> no. But the idea is that these are people who pr- pr- pretended to convert to Catholicism, but they were really secretly still Jewish and working and, to right. subvert Catholicism and working to subvert Catholicism from the inside. You know. Um, <laughs> wow, Simka! <laughs> yeah, I know you had no idea, right? I know. <laughs> I know lady. all these years, and now I find <laughs> out the truth. This is amazing. It's yeah. a fairly extreme length to go to, Damien and Simka, to get into the Catholic Church because you've you've devoted almost all your life to this subterfuge, if that's the case. <laughs> this entire thing—it's quite a. I was shocked when I found out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. I mean, and this is the thing you have to laugh. You have to laugh at it because, yeah. and honest to goodness, every once in a while, it kind of gets me down, especially when, yeah. you yeah. know, it wasn't that long ago that we had people marching through Charlottesville with torches saying Jews will not replace us. Yeah. And it's not, and everybody wants to say that it's just, it's just an outskirts. It's a few bad apples. It's just, you know, if you amplify their voices, then you're, you're, you're giving them too much you're giving them too much credit, but there are there are more and more of them every year. This is yeah. an indisputable fact. But one of the things about a liberal democracy, though, isn't it, that um, if the idea of free speech only works if you actually engage people's ideas and give it the response it's pro- that is appropriate in the public forum. So if someone puts up a ridiculous idea, I don't believe in shutting them down, but I do believe right. in saying that's a ridiculous idea. Yeah. You know, yeah let's see where that idea goes. Sometimes I don't always do this, but when somebody does bring up something completely ridiculous and I can, you can identify when there's somebody there who is not interested in discourse. They're not interested in an exchange of ideas in any way. They're just trying to, they're just trying to upset you and they're trying to be awful. And sometimes I will respond to them anyway, not for their sake, but for the sake of the many, many people who are reading and not commenting because that's, this is a real phenomenon. And I've heard a lot of people say that, that they say, you know, I've been I've been following you for years, or I was following this or that conversation, and I didn't participate, but it really changed my thinking. And I mean, my my advice to people is that if you can keep your cool, and if you're not going to let it destroy your peace, then sometimes it's worthwhile to say, okay, let here's what I say to that. You know, and and and, and to respond to them, knowing knowing that you're not trying to reach them. Not not that mm. not that there's anybody who's completely unreachable. I mean, the Holy Spirit. You, you never know. <laughs> you, you never, never know. know. Saint Paul turned around, but, so who knows? Right, right, exactly. So, 
but 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 if you think of but if you're thinking of like I'm not I'm not actually this is not a conversation this is a presentation and if you right. think of it in those terms and you think about the the vast silent audience that may be looking on because it's tempting to just it's it's very tempting to answer in kind you know um Damien and I are very good at insulting people unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> we're just like we're so good at it and and it's I don't tempting, mean it it's, tempting, I don't, it's, very, it's very tempting to do that. One of our kids came home from school and she was telling me, oh, I said, I said this to my friend and she said that. And then I said this. And I was like, why would you say that? That's terrible. And she says, I know, but it was funny. And I was like, oh, no, you got to stop that. You got to get a hold of that kid. I understand. <laughs> All kinds of trouble. I mean, in, in a family, I grew up in a family where that was constant, the constant, you know, teasing yeah. of each other, that kind of thing. But when I married my wife, I soon found out that uh, not everything, not everyone appreciates <laughs> that humor in the same way. <laughs> and and it has to be moderated. And online, one of the problems is that you can say something online, as you said, and there's, there's sometimes millions, but often, t- you know, tens of thousands of people looking at it. And each one of them is interpreting it through their own filters, through their own right. background. And even if you you've, this is the 74th time you've dealt with this particular troll. Someone might be hearing this for the first time and yeah. someone's reading it for the first time. And it's quite, I think, just for the record, I think you've done a really good job given the the viciousness and constant uh, trolling that you've dealt with over the years to maintain your cool. You, we have some mutual friends who haven't always maintained the same cool <laughs> and, and sometimes have responded to people. Now, and this is the thing, sometimes one of the most ugly trolls i think is the honest question troll you know the one yeah. you mentioned before yeah. was the kind of pretending unfortunately he's often people mistake uh genuine honest questions for this this guy like someone comes in and asks an honest question it's the first time they've encountered this topic and they go hang right, on right, right. what's wrong with viruses um, right, right, and then right. suddenly you've got uh, because if we're used to dealing with trolls and we assume everyone on the internet's a troll then we respond and sometimes out of hand in in that sense. Right. So the spotting, the troll spotting guide is what we need. You know how, yeah. how to spot a troll before they get out of yeah. hand. Yeah. Yeah. What I find really interesting about this is that people use the internet for different purposes. So the troll must have a different understanding of the internet than some other people. And not everyone. I don't know. What's been going through my mind as I've been listening to you guys is that um, it seems to me that you're always with your with your writing and with your journalism. You're trying you're trying to to get to something. You're trying to get to the core of something and to really express it as well and as clearly as you possibly can because you actually genuinely care about getting to the truth of it. And some people just don't like reading or hearing the truth, and they have this mm-hmm. huge reaction, which then gets channeled in certain ways, but a lot of people don't really care about the truth. They just care about confirming their own biases and not actually looking at different views. And I think that somehow we get mixed up in that when we're on the internet together as well, um, that we're not able to separate out things. Yeah. It's, I mean, I find I, it's something that I have to fight against constantly because I totally find myself doing that. I start off and I think, okay, well, I'm just going to go wherever the truth leads me and it doesn't matter. And then the next thing you know, I find myself arguing for something. I think, I don't even really believe that. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. It's yeah. so easy to get caught. And that's why, you know, my, my laptop and my phone both broke this week. I, I, I managed to get them both repaired. They both broke in the last couple of weeks. And I fleetingly thought, like, maybe God tell, is telling me to get off Twitter. I thought, oh, no, but wait, I have a warranty. 
<laughs> Reading the sign. There yeah. was a comic that went around the internet some years ago. That, Come to bed, dear. And he's saying, no, somebody is wrong on the internet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The internet seems yeah. to blow small things out of proportion into big things, but in some respects it can actually disguise big things. So yeah. a lot of the, if you're in, um, I'm, I run a, well, I'm a moderator on a number of forums and when the COVID thing first hit, there were a lot of, one of the particular forums was bombarded by people with conspiracy theories. Uh, Bill Gates actually manufactured this. Um, because he wanted more people oh, using the internet or something like this. You know, there's a kind of a, yeah. a, a, and we had to shut them down. We literally had to just block people. Yeah. So I guess my next question is the blocking uh, mechanism, has it been a saviour or uh, or has it been a danger in um, dealing with trolls, do you think? There's really two different issues. There's the there's the free speech issue and whether whether you can actually have a truly whether you can have a conversation that's truly in pursuit of the truth if you are not allowing certain people to talk. And then there's the issue of whether it's going to kill you or not, or whether it's going to ruin your life or not. Yeah. And the, the funny thing is that a lot of people who are who are online and spending a lot of time on social media and having conversations with other people, they act as if it's their job and as if they have to be there and they have to be a prophet and they have to be a moderator and they have to be a teacher and they have to be a truth teller and they have to be there to preserve free speech and everything. And really, in fact, they're just they're just on Facebook. Uh -huh. It's yeah. just, it's just, it's completely voluntary. And I, I'm, I'm saying this as somebody who falls into this trap all the time. I act as if I, I very often act as if there's some sort of free speech, uh, so, some, some sort of like great battle for free speech going on yeah. when really it's just, it's just a conversation and you can walk away from that if it's not good for you right now. And a lot of the time it's really not good for you and you would be doing much, much better to just walk away. And you don't have to. You don't have to make a big deal out of it. You don't have to throw any bombs. You don't have to leave in a huff. You could just say, "I'm sorry, this conversation is not good for me. I hope you guys work this out," and then leave. And you can do that. You can do that. Any I'm giving everybody in the sound of my voice permission to walk away from bad conversations. <laughs> the other thing, you know, like your Facebook page and your yeah. your, your Twitter timeline, it's almost like that's your personal space. And if someone's invading it yeah. and being awful, yeah. you don't you, you don't have to put up with and that then, And that's true. And that's true even if you're a famous person. You know, that's true if you're a celebrity. It's true, you know, to a certain degree, it's true if you're a politician. I mean, if you're representing people, then I don't think well, it's... If, I don't think if you can be blocking people. If you're representing people, you cannot. That's an actually that's, actually, that's actually a legal issue. Yeah. It's a constitutional issue. You can't block people if they're their your constituents. Yeah. Although there's there's the issue of serious threats and things like that. Right, sure. There's that too. There's there's absolutely that too. And and then there's the issue of just like this is a this is a threat to my family time, or this is a threat to my spiritual life, or this is a threat to my mental health. You know, uh it, it's 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 I I, I really I'm working my way up to taking care of that. <laughs> what yeah, yeah. Well, there's the issue of family too. I mean, right. my kids are now, my, my fourth child just got their learner's license. Oh. So, uh, so my kids are in the realm of the social media, you know, so yeah. they see my posts and they see people's reactions. And, yeah. and if they want to, most of them try desperately to pretend they're not my children. But um, there's a kind of a, you know, there's a family interaction there. And some people, they constantly get friend requests from people who happen to have been to one of my talks or know me or something. Yeah. And that's that's an interesting thing. They don't have any obligation to be engaged online at all in right. the way I am. Right, and right. so I think they're quite within their rights to simply ignore that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even, you know, kids kids have to 
kids have to forge their own identity anyway. And then when their parent not only has an identity, but also an online identity, that's like a whole, it's like a whole separate issue. And I think it's, and, and people will be shameless. I mean, they will go after your children. They'll, they'll make comments yeah. about yeah. your children or, you even know. being nice sometimes. Like yeah, even being, even, and it's just creepy. Exactly, sometimes yeah. the nice ones are actually not not quite as good as it. Like it's, <laughs> it's not a nice thing when they desperately want to be friends with your children because they're absolutely convinced they would be best friends. Yeah, um, that's yeah. a little more creepy as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here, I mean, here's a tip: the the super fans, the more rabidly we're a fan they are, the more likely they are to eventually like, you know, want to make a lampshade out of you, basically. <laughs> They always, they always turn on you. Oh, I, I just love everything you've ever written. Like, oh no, <laughs> this is not going to end well. <laughs> so I don't even like everything I've ever written. <laughs> to, to wrap the whole topic up, we need to talk about how how we as Catholics can react to this, um, not just to the individual trolls, but uh, in a, in our personal, spiritual, and mental health, and also. Can we as Catholics change the culture? It seems as if Catholics are contributing a fair bit to the trolling. Mm. Um, is there a way in which the Catholics in general, the grassroots Catholics, can actually change the culture? I mean, the, the people that I feel are doing the best job of that are the ones who actually do not engage in, like I think of um, Leah Labresco Sargent. I don't know if you know her. She used to be an atheist. She converted to Catholicism and her online behavior is impeccable. If she's completely sincere, she's a completely real person online, but she doesn't fight with people. <laughs> and the mm. reason that she doesn't is because she is a Christian and she takes that seriously. And every once in a while, I will start writing out something and I think, would Leah say this? And I think, no. <laughs> and I delete it before I write it out. <laughs> Not because it wasn't true or because it didn't, it's just, I, I, and, and I feel sure that there are times when she has a good argument for something or she has, you know, a, a, a stunning, a stunning response to something or she could shut somebody down because she is smart. She is super smart. Yeah. And she and she knows a lot of the answers, but she chooses to amplify the good rather than constantly focusing on, and then constantly responding to evil things. And I think that there are definitely some people whose job it is to respond to evil things, and 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 that's a tough gig. <laughs> but there are a lot of other people whose job it is to amplify the good and to really focus on that and to spend because because we can get such a distorted view of what life is really like and what the church is really like and what the world is really like by by just focusing on the things that are true but terrible and we can really let it get yeah. out of proportion in our heads and it's extremely immensely discouraging and and this is um mm. you know and 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 people say well don't don't you want to talk about this you know this is true and why are you trying to hide it uh, throw you know sweep things under the rug and that's not there's a difference between hiding things and just choosing to look at something else every once in a while and shine a light on something else. Again, St. Paul says whatever's good, whatever's true, whatever's beautiful, th uh, focus on these things. Yeah. Now, it's not saying, as you say, to ignore injustice and, and yeah. not do something about it. And certainly no one could accuse you guys of ignoring injustice. That's part of the problem we're talking about trolls right now is that yeah. you haven't ignored injustice. But in terms of our own our own souls and our own mental health, sometimes we need to remind ourselves that there, there is good to fight for, that there is some, it's like that line, it was the line in Lord of the Rings, Renee, when, um, is it Sam who says to Frodo, <laughs> Why are you, you asking know, me? It's got to be something in the world worth fighting for. Something like that. There's <laughs> <laughs> good in this world that's worth fighting for kind of thing. That, you know, to focus on the good, the true and the beautiful, and also just to get back to actually talking to someone face-to-face, -face, a good, you know, someone you love and be, and yeah. be involved with them. 
yeah, yeah. It really is a different kind of conversation. I mean, on, mm. online friends are real friends and online conversations are real conversations, but they're not the same. They're not the same no. as in-person conversations. And, and, and it's definitely a mistake. And it's hard now since, I mean, you know, some of us are quarantined and some of us are isolating and stuff. And, and being online can be a real lifeline, but it can also be a strangulation line or something like that. You know, it's <laughs> well, I think and a lot of our frustrations, as especially in Australia, different states in Australia are, are quite, quite, what's the oppressively shut in? Like, the, the, yeah, the, there's yeah. one state in Victoria, in Victoria in particular at the moment, is, is very, very strong laws, yeah, uh, about shutting, like they have a curfew, so it, yeah, it's quite, yeah, yeah, you know, it's quite. Uh, owners but their facebook is being monitored yeah so you know someone says something on facebook about maybe we should protest this and then the police turn up at the door the next day or they're getting threatening letters or this kind of thing so i saw an instance of one of the letters you're going to be fined twenty thousand dollars if you even you know it's like we've got thought crimes happening or something it's just it's a police state down there frightening that's really awful so what I'm, my point is, is that as people are more and more shut in, they're going to express their frustrations at this very frustrating time more and more, I suspect, through the internet. And perhaps now yeah. is the time for us to be a little more sensitive to the fact that, you know, people react out of their circumstances. They don't, they're not necessarily reacting to what I just said. Right. They're not necessarily yeah. reacting to, to something that I, I happen to have said. They're, they're reacting to their whole frustration with this whole circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. That's really difficult to do. But yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and just owning up when you've made when you've done the wrong, you know, when you said the wrong thing. I had a moment this week where I didn't follow my. This email is irritating me so much. I need to leave it for at least two hours before coming up with whatever yeah. my very measured response will be. Instead, five minutes later, I wrote back, <laughs> and then I called the guy I'd written it to the next day, who thankfully is a friend, and I just said that tone was all kinds of wrong, and he yeah. just laughed. Yeah, and he's in Melbourne. So I felt even worse because I'm like, you know, he should be the one who's reacting adversely. But anyway, we just kind of laughed it off. But it was important to be able to laugh it off. Yeah, I agree. Um, and to say, I'm sorry, that was that was wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than, huge than, rather than dig um, in, yeah. Yeah, yeah, rather than to dig your heels in, exactly. Um, it's important to just say. And that's, that's another it, kind of thing on. that can be a witness for other people. I mean, as far as being, you know, Catholics on the internet showing that yeah it is possible to do that because honestly some people it would not even occur to them to apologize yeah. or to say i was wrong or i should have said that in a different way you know yeah. they might delete their comments if they if they're getting a lot of blowback or something but um but you know trying to set an example with, with that kind of thing that is the kind of thing that people will notice and and may and may possibly even imitate so that's <laughs> uh, to see that it's possible i suppose thing. is the first step isn't it right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. any uh, last comments there damien no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Damien's showing us the wisdom of the internet, right? <laughs> Do not comment. If you have don't yet. have anything to say, <laughs> don't say anything. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for this week's podcast. If today's discussion got you thinking or arguing with your podcast device, uh, don't call it. No, just joking. You can let us know <laughs> on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Discord, um, or any of the just other. Just be nice about it. <laughs> links on our website yeah you can be nice <laughs> be sure to write us a review on itunes even a nasty one if you like but um hopefully not remember this is a uniquely australian catholic podcast and we think that's an idea worth getting behind so tell your friends um before we go um would you like to shout out to anyone simka and damien sure how about my friend angel she just had a baby his name is oh, Lyndon. Wow. his name is Lyndon emmanuel isn't that beautiful 
Lovely. <laughs> he's gorgeous. He's a beautiful, he's a beautiful boy, and we're all happy he's here. <laughs> oh. Lovely. Damien? Oh, I'll, I'll go with that one too. Yeah. <laughs> you go with that one. <laughs> he, likes, he likes babies. He, yeah. he also likes babies. Go with what she said. <laughs> Renee. <laughs> I would like to shout out to all of those people who were patient enough to actually do this internet thing well, because I have to admit that I am often a silent observer praying <laughs> for the people involved, but I'm, I'm too, uh, I, I do not trust myself with a keyboard enough um, to put my neck out there on the line. So, um, so to all of those, um, those good Catholics who are out there fighting the good fight on the internet, I just do it in the classroom. And oh. that's um, that's hard yakka enough. Trying to get students to argue well with each other. Um, oh, that's amazing. It's a kind of civic, that's really, that's civic so virtue. I'm going to cheat today. Um, upsetting my producer and have two shout-outs. One is to the uh, the gentleman who I actually met because he was trolling me, and I um, I answered him back cut uh, nastily, and then I apologised, and we actually ended up meeting for a coffee, oh. and we got together, and we are actually reasonably good friends now. So oh. that exchange actually led to a friendship. I think that's a remarkable thing in itself. <laughs> but I wanted to shout out to Simka and Damien, and um, one or two other friends that we have in America. I think you mentioned Leah Labrasco. People who write sane things, because uh, I'm opening almost every article on the internet now wincing at what's going to be there. And it's just nice to know occasionally I can open a certain author and just know at least I might not disagree, I might not agree with them, but it'll be sane. So thank you for that. <laughs> Such a high bar. I'm happy to clear it. Yeah. <laughs> Damien's looking a bit skeptical. <laughs> I think he hopes that my bar would be slightly higher than that. But <laughs> it is what it is. That's all for now. Thank you for listening to This Catholic Life.